Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I really do. I am so grateful every time I step in front of the mic to know that you um, are here, that you're listening. It's such an honor that you would allow me to be part of your life on a hopefully weekly basis. We have such amazing, uh, you know, authors and different guests and entrepreneurs that come on the show. And I love sharing them with you, both people that Um, you know, you have heard of, as well as people that maybe until you've heard them from the show, you've never heard of, but I do hope that you run out and you, you get their books and you really listen to the things that they're putting out there in the world, because it's such an amazing thing to see the creativity, the invention, the wonderful purpose, I guess is probably the best way of saying it, that each of us has, and to watch that be birthed out in the world, to be part of that. Kathy and I are just so honored for all of the people that trust in and allow us the ability to to be a little small part of them sharing their unique brilliance with the world. And we appreciate you taking time out of your life to listen in and hear these people who, you know, some of them I know you've never heard of before, and yet I know I've heard from some of you uh, you know, just how life-changing it can be. Um, I talked to one of my staff members, one of our editors, well, Melissa, in fact. You guys, um, you know, if you listen back a few episodes ago, I introduced most of the staff to you, and Melissa, our, our chief editor, she was talking about how blessed she feels because of the fact that she gets to read everybody's book, basically, you know, and it's it's kind of cool for us, you know, because it's like free... Uh, free therapy, free entrepreneurial advice, lots of really cool stuff that we get to learn and grow from, um, as well as watch the people develop as they go. So, um, you know, we're grateful just on every part of things. And even though I've ranted for a couple of minutes about it, I just really wanted to make sure that you all really appreciate, um, you know how much you are appreciated um, and can see and feel the appreciation from both Kathy and I for your contribution to uh, the little thing that we try to help do in the world to help make people, uh, you know, allow them to share their stories. And while you're out there, while you're writing a book, why not make a bestseller, right? Today we want to talk about being a thriving entrepreneur. Um, and that comes in so many different packages. I love the intro to my show. I mean, first of all, because I love Mark's songs. and Mark's music is awesome. Um, but I also love it because it says right up front there about the fact that, you know, I've been blessed in life to, uh, you know, grow up the son of a minister, the grandson of a minister, um, and work in the church myself. Well, both in and out of the church. Uh, that could be a fun show to do sometime, talking about the uh, life experiences of Steve Kidd um, and the different ways that being a minister can um, 
can rear its ugly head. <laughs> That's probably not the right way to say that, but you know what I mean. You know, just the different ways that we can be of service, and I, and I love that aspect, and and being able to bring that into the show. Um, after the last thirty plus years of serving in one capacity of another, um, in what we now call a business coach. Um, I've been doing stuff like that since way before we called it business coaching, you know, mentoring, training, um, leadership development. There's so many different words over the course of the last three decades that it's been used. Um, but, you know, right now we call it coaching and, and I'm really honored to have spent the time in people's lives. And that's why I wanted to talk to you today about what it means to be a thriving entrepreneur. Um, in fact, there's another reason I'm giving you a little sneak peek of an upcoming book here. Kathy and I are actually working on a book that's called Thriving Entrepreneur. Good name for a book, huh? Um, you know, and for me, what it means to be a thriving entrepreneur really doesn't have to do with whether or not you work full-time or you simply just are creating, being, doing that thing in the world that you were meant to do. Um, I think the difference between being a thriving entrepreneur and just being, you know, Joe employee really has more to do with the amount of yourself that you put out into the world. Whether that be through your space in corporate um, or even a, you know, a nine to five blue collar kind of a job versus being the kind of person who is just kind of allowing life to come their way. Really, truly thriving entrepreneurs, no matter where they are in the line of their journey in life, um, whether they've been an entrepreneur for years um, they're contemplating it, or maybe they're even in a place where they don't even know that that's for them. They're the kind of people who their passion shows up every day in what they do. That they don't allow a day to go by without living it passionately and allowing the best pieces of themselves to really come through in what they do, to show up. And that's probably the best word I can use, is to really, truly show up is what it means to be a thriving entrepreneur. If you will invest the time, you will simply take the time to do what you do and do it wholeheartedly. Like I said, show up. Use your ability and your passion to make a difference that only you can make in the world. To me, regardless of where the money comes in, um, you know, you've heard different ones talk about their job being their investor, um, or that they still do their job. I was actually watching an episode of Shark Tank just uh, today, and the lady made fifty million dollars with her company and still works her full time job um, as an optometrist because she loves it. And that, to me, was just the perfect example of living as a thriving entrepreneur because the place that she makes her money, the thing that she needs to put out into the world, and the particular job title she has can all be different things. Sometimes 
for some of us, that coincides completely. And we absolutely are, um, you know, 100% full-time from can to can't being an entrepreneur. And for others, um, it shows up differently. And for you, that's really the key. Isn't what, how many hours you put in. It isn't, um, you know, how much do you identify yourself as being an entrepreneur. It's about showing up. Can you show up in your life? I look around and it's interesting, you know, because I'm 50 years old. um, And so there are times when like an average older gentleman, I will find myself saying things about these younger kids. Um, and uh, and sometimes I even laugh. Sometimes I'll look at Kathy and I'll be like, you know, I sound like an old guy, don't I? <laughs> um, but the truth of the matter is, is that no matter what generation you want to look at, baby boomers, um, somebody told me the other day that now I'm actually part of Generation X. I didn't know that. Um, I thought we had a different one in there. But whatever you want to call those of us that were born post-baby boom, pre-millennial, um, and of course the millennials who often get a bad rap um, because it's not about uh, what other people think about you. It's about you really showing up. And I've been blessed to work with, to see, to experience some millennials that um, are totally just outpacing that bad rap. They're like, no, uh, I may have been born between this date and that date, but that's not what defines me. What defines me is the passion that I have in the world and how I show up. I want to show up, show out, and show the world what it means to thrive. And to me, that really is the heart and soul of being a thriving entrepreneur. There are people who work um, in church and, um, you know, that's their full-time job. They're full-time ministers or what have you that I absolutely know they're thriving entrepreneurs. Sometimes because often as a minister, you have to be very savvy in business in order to help your church make it through, make it to the next step. But also because, again, they spend their time doing that most important of things, and that's to show up and to live their passion, to do that thing that only they can do. As I'm always saying on the show, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose, and the world, absolutely, the world needs you. And that is what it means to thrive, to be a thriving entrepreneur, is when our purpose and our passion get together with us just simply showing up and doing that thing that only we can do. Because in the end, if each of us does what we're meant to do, what we were born to do, what we were created from before we existed, that thing that, you know, T.D. Jakes talks about your importance being so important to the world that God used whatever it took. Sometimes two people who had no business being together moved to literally heaven and earth so that you would come into existence. When each of us shows up in the fullness of our passion and our purpose, and we use all of our ability in that thing that we're meant to do, 
when we really show up in that manner, the world is a better place. And if you want to look for the answer, in my opinion, to just about any situation that you see going wrong in the world, I can tell you that it really would boil down to every single person shining and showing up in their unique brilliance and really living out their purpose. So like I said, you know, some people are ministers, some people um, are factory workers. They work very hard and they fill a place in their job. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to, you know, a a restaurant, a, uh, you know, drive-through, whatever, where a person just really shines and you feel better just having been in their presence. That, in my opinion, is them thriving. And I can't see a better way to be as a thriving entrepreneur than to affect and impact the people who come in contact with you. To me, that really does live out the thing that I say at the end of every episode, and that's that Kathy and I are here to help you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. We really do want that for you. And I hope that in your purpose and in your passion, you are thriving, that you show up. And if you will show up, you will live as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. Today we want to talk about how you, in whatever place you're at in life, can live as a thriving entrepreneur. There are so many options and so many opportunities available to us, but today I want you to really think about not what does the guy next to you have, what do they got going on, but what can you do, and by doing that, how can you thrive? So grab yourself a pen and paper. We're going to introduce to you today a couple more of our best-selling authors and some really great ways that they're showing up in the world and making a huge difference. What is your everyday life like? Do you find 
God in everything you're doing, or do you find yourself lost and confused in everything you're doing? I think probably all of us can say some days are a little bit of each. <laughs> um, but to help us sort our way through that, I'm joined with best-selling author Sheila Smith, and she's going to talk to us about her new book, Simply Faith. Hi, Sheila. How are you today? I'm great, and you, Steve? I'm doing good, thanks. Um, you know, you put on the back of your book, uh, Romans ten seventeen, um, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, you know, simply faith seems so simple and yet it isn't. Can you talk a little bit about how we can make our faith simpler? How we can make it simpler? Yeah. Um, I, I would just say, you know, what I'm learning and still learning to do is really and truly for me um, is to just take God at his word. I mean, um, as you mentioned on the back of the book, that's scripture, and it comes from Romans chapter 10. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so um, God is his word. Um, and so for me, it's just simply, and it sounds simple. Because I really believe it's, it was meant to be simple, that we are just to trust God and take him at his word. If he says he's going to do something, if he says he has something for us, you know, um, that we're to just to, to trust that, to believe it. So, and yes, you're right. Not always that is not, it's not as simple as, uh, for whatever reason, we as people, we tend to have, you know, we, we just make it more complicated, I believe. And I think all of us have been at a place in our life when we're like, you know, when we have questions, when we're like, I don't know. I mean, how did that work? How, how is that? Um, what is the simple way to really embrace um, you know, the validity, the, the validity of God, even let's not even go as deep into the Bible, but just simply that he is what, what is a simple way for a person to really solidify that in their life? Well, I think the first thing is that to, to, to know, we must know that there has, there has to be someone higher, bigger than us. We didn't just appear. We got here some, some sort of way. And, um, and it, and it was, and behind that, it was an intelligent designer. Um, and so that's number one to me is first of all, to just realize and recognize that, okay, I'm a very complex individual. Where did I come from? How did I get here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and to you know, that's what I would say. Yeah. Um, there, there's the complexities of that that seem to be mind-baffling. Um, you know, so explain to people in real simple terms the, uh, the journey that you personally went on to come to realize how valid God's Word is. Well, for me, I believe it really started um, when I was a little girl, um, not even recognizing anything about God, but um, it, it became, I believe, really real to me. I was adopted, and so that's in my book, 
but it became really real to me after my adopted father passed away. And I remember laying in the bed when my sister and I actually were lying in the bed one summer and we were crying uh, because we didn't have him. And I won't go into all of the details. However, I remember, um, and, and we were crying because the children, they were teasing us. They said, oh, you, you know, those are the girls who um, their daddy died. They don't have a daddy. And so I remember laying in the bed crying. And long story short, um, I just all of a sudden got this bright idea. I told my sister, you know what? Guess what? We, we, we do have a daddy. And so she says, we do. I said, yeah, we don't have to tell them where he is. So when people say to us, you know, we don't have a daddy, we can just say we do. And we didn't have to tell them where he was. It wasn't until some years later, of course, when I was older, that I realized that that was the Holy Spirit. That was the Holy Spirit who gave me that idea that God, even then at that young age, was letting me know that he is real, that he is there, and he's here for me. And I believe really and truly that's where it began for me. That loss. And that was, yeah, and that was even before, you know, like, you know, I wasn't like, I can't say that I was reading the Bible because I was really young. I was like in the seventh grade, going to the seventh grade. So I can't say that I was in the word per se, but it was something that God had put in my planet like a seed in me. Um, and as I got older, quite naturally, I got more curious. And that's when I got, you know, start listening to the word. And that loss of a father, um, especially at an early age, is so impactful um, to be able to have um, a replacement in your life is something that I think all of us um, at some point in our life come have to come to terms with, whether it be, you know, that your father is physically not present or he just doesn't have the capability to be all that, you know, we as small children wish that our parents could be, you know what I mean? <laughs> Right. Well, I think for me, I, it was it was a double whammy because I didn't didn't even realize even at that young age. I mean, my I, I don't even I didn't know my biological father, and so you know, and I don't, I can't say that I was troubled by that at that age because I don't really remember. But I what I do remember was when I did get a father in my life, which was my adopted father, and then when he suddenly left, you see, that's where I was like, you know. Um, I was traumatized in a sense because the only man that I knew as a father was now gone. Makes sense. So I love the other concept that you really stress in the book, and that's finding one thing that's true. Um, you know, to have, if you will, a foundation for your life. Can you talk in more detail about that, you know, establishing something that's a truth in your life? Um, say that again. I'm sorry. You know, some uh, having the whole concept that there's a foundation in your life. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, explain to people how, you know, they too could create a foundation in their life. Well, again, I, I, for me, I would just have to go back to the word of God and trusting um, on what he has said. And, and it just goes back to faith. What is faith? Faith is my conviction. It's my belief. 
that God does exist. And not only does he exist, that he does have a plan and a purpose for me. And, you know, that's written out in the word. But now I have to, um, you know, I have to choose to believe his word over my circumstances. I have to choose to believe um, his word over, you know, what I see, what I hear, how I feel. I must um, come into agreement with what he has already spoken. And so for me, that is my foundation. And I would suggest to anyone, you know, um, is to, again, do what Romans ten seventeen says, which says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if we know um, that it comes that way, the only way we can have a sure foundation is to get to know him. I'm reminded of um, Henry, Mr. Henry Blackaby, um, who wrote Experiencing God um, series, and he was here in Hawaii some years back. And one of the things he said that I have never, ever forgotten, and he, he was talking about eternal life. He says, the true meaning of eternal life is really to know God. You know, oftentimes I think, you know, we do know eternal life means that we're going we're gonna to live somewhere eternally. We're going to spend eternity somewhere. But for most of us, when we hear eternal life, we think, oh, yeah, yeah, well, that's in the, in the, in the, um, the, the by and by. That's, you know, when we go to heaven. But it's, it's deeper than that. It is really getting to know God, to know who him in a personal way. And that's, that's why he created us. He created us for community, for family, for communion, you know, for fellowship, to get to know us. And that's, that, that's what I would say, you know, is really and truly coming to him just like a child, childlike faith, like Jesus said, you know, come to him as a child and, and um, submit, surrender. And that's what I had to do, Steve. I had to really many times. You know, and even today, as you mentioned earlier, you know, many times, sometimes I don't know what to do. And I have to go to him and I have to say, God, you know, I don't know what to do. Help me. I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. Show me. And he has ways of doing that. It's not only in the word, but we know that he, he speaks through his word. Primarily, he speaks through the word, but we know he speaks through people, through um, situations, circumstances. He has ways to get. Uh, an answer to us if we're sincere. And in the end, that's why it's called Living by Faith. And I love the book, Simply Faith, written by Sheila Smith. Uh, Sheila, thank you for expounding on how simple our faith can be and some of the foundational elements to help us be able to really get through life in a better way. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. I've often said on the show, you know, the whole reason why the intro definitively says that I'm a third generation minister is so that when we talk specifically about the things that I believe in, um, that, you know, that you're not shocked. I want to, you know, say to you, I understand that there are people in this world that don't believe what I believe, that... Um, they have a different version of what faith is to them. Um, I'm not here to try to debate that issue with you. But here's the stand that I want to make, and that's that 
I want it to be okay for us all to really live strongly in the faith that we believe in, whatever you call it, that you stand strong and firm in that. I encourage you to do that. One of the things that is so important in life is that you have something greater than you. And often, it's so easy to get busy in life and to just let busyness go past us. But I really encourage you, the concept of simply faith. You need to place your faith in something. And then you need to acknowledge within yourself that that is what you believe in. And there are a lot of people, and that's what really shocks me sometimes, is there are a lot of people that have very strong belief systems, but because of some situation they've been in, they don't want to call it faith. And I want to encourage you to hold strong in your faith, to take it simply by faith, and to simply allow yourself space to embrace Simply Faith. I love that book, and I know that as we really, truly ignite the core of who we are, which includes that foundational center of what we believe, into the world, that we then have the ability to thrive. And again, as I was talking about at the intro, that's really what it means to live as a thriving entrepreneur. It allows you the ability to show up, to show out, and really make a difference in this world. We'll be right back after this message. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. We love having you here with us, and I love helping you thrive. Today, we're talking about living your life as a thriving entrepreneur and how that applies to you in all the situations of your life. Um, In the last segment, I so appreciated the book, Simply Faith, because in the end, I do really hope that you will embrace the faith within you and live it cleanly, purely, and simply. And now I'm really excited about this next section, this next book that we're going to talk about, because often we tend to, um, you know, hide from the truth of who we are. And I've been talking all episode about showing up. 
you see there is a unique brilliance inside of you. And the number one key thing to make a difference in the world, to be the best version of yourself, whatever those kind of words you want to use, the number one key to that is showing up. Imagining yourself having the capability to be a thriving entrepreneur so that you can really take life by the horns and really begin to thrive. I want that for you. Do you want that for you? I hope in the last segment you got some really great things and I know there's some really good tools here for you as well so that you can show up as a thriving entrepreneur, that you can do the things that only you can do and the world can be a better place because of it. Close your eyes for just a second and imagine your perfect life. I bet you all of us have a very clear picture of what life would look like if it was perfect for you. And it's different for each of us, but it's so much fun. But what if you really could have the courage to listen to your heart and lead that life? Today, we're joined by Dr. Martha W. McCants, and she's going to talk to us about her new book, Lead, The Life You Imagined by Having the Courage to Listen to Your Heart. Hi, Bertha. How are you today? I'm great, Steve. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for joining us today to talk about your amazingly courageous book. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and share with you this evening. So tell me a little bit about you. I mean, I know that you have your doctorate and stuff, but... Just tell us a little bit about your background and and how you came about to be the person to come up with this book. Wow. Um, Great question, Steve. Um, I guess this book is a part of a healing voice for me. And I share the story of Bertha, the little six-year-old girl who actually had a vision a long time ago, and she just followed that vision to develop and grow and being able to listen to her heart. Over time, I came up with writing the book because there was something inside of me that I needed to get out to the world about um, my life as, as it has evolved to this point and going through different stages and, um, I'm I'm really putting it out so that I can help other women have a smoother transition into leadership and to eliminate some of the pain <laughs> that um that could come with trying to be a full-time student as well as working in leadership or working full-time and trying to be a mom, a sister, a wife and just taking care of all of life roles. I don't want um, others to, um, you know, go through some of the things that I did. Not that they were were terrible, but in some cases, my health suffered. And I've come up with some secrets that I used when I got off track. I implemented those. And when I figured out that I needed to implement those consistently, Wow, you know, right now I'm so much 
uh, more confident and more at peace with myself because I utilize those systems on a on a consistent basis. So I wrote the book so that I could get the message out to other leaders, women leaders in particular, so that they can understand that when you balance your personal and your professional life, you can you can um, maintain those obligations and live a desired lifestyle. So you talk right off the bat in your book about your purpose, about, mm-hmm. um, you know, what is my purpose? I know a lot of us struggle with trying to figure out how to identify that. Um, can you give people some tips on what they could do to stop the struggle and really yes. begin the discovery process of what their purpose is? Sure, yes. One of the things that I recommend um, people do is just listening to their inner self, listening to the inner voice, getting in a place where they can hear that, their inner voice. I recommend that they take an assessment of all of the roles in their lives to um, get in touch with what you were created to do. The main thing is that we all have an inner voice, just accepting that fact, that we all have an inner voice. We all were created to do something great in the world. And if we just take some time to listen to that inner voice, it will manifest itself. I think a lot of us struggle with that. I think that, um, you know, a lot of people, I've heard them say, and I didn't listen to my inner voice, and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, mm-hmm. What is the key to really learning to trust that inner voice inside of you? Wow, Steve, I think it's courage. Because sometimes that inner voice, the message can be so overwhelming, and it will make us feel uncomfortable. It asks us to do something that we're not used to doing. It sounds like it's just far-fetched. It sounds out of this world. And the key is the courage to listen and follow it. And you know, it's ironic because often, you know, where we're struggling listening to our own inner voice, somebody else in our life can whisper something in our ear and we take that totally at face value. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Why do you think it is? What do you think it is that we give so much more credit to other people's opinions as opposed to our own? Hmm. Good, good question. I think we give more credit or a lot of credit to other people's opinion because we love it could be that we love them or we trust them and they've been with us for a while and it's it's just hard to believe that you should listen to an unctioning or um just something that you feel inside of you the people are real you can see them you can hear them you can touch them but when you hear that inner voice, sometimes we brush it off like, mm, no, don't think I need to do that. But we we have people in our lives who we want to believe that they have our best interests. We trust them. We love them. They could be relatives or friends. 
And we think that because we have a relationship with them, that we should listen to them versus a voice in our head or something that came to us in a dream. In reality, we talk ourselves out of the still voice because it just seems to make more sense to listen to a person. You also mentioned in the book, you know, with the time you spent in um, what can almost be more called political organizational kind of things as a superintendent and uh, school principal and stuff like that, that um, it's real easy to just get used to doing something and stop thinking about it. Would that be a good way of saying that? Mm-hmm. Yes, it it would be. Um... And sometimes we just get off track because we don't listen to that voice and we get caught up in the political aspects of trying to satisfy others. And when we don't listen to that voice, we allow doubt and insecurity to creep in. We're not um, working within a plan or on our purpose or on our track that we're supposed to be on. So with all of the cares and um communication coming at you from the world side, we just slip into listening and doing what is easy and what's comfortable. And then, of course, we just, uh, that becomes our norm. And next thing you know, Mm -hmm. you're not listening to your inner voice at all. That's right. You're absolutely right. Well, I know there's some people out there that are now, at the place that you found yourself at where, you know, you look around and life is not the life you wanted. Um, there's mm-hmm. a ton of great tips in the book, but if you, uh, you know, because we want people to read the whole book, let's just give them a little mm-hmm. taste. Um, <laughs> what of all the things, what's one thing that you could suggest to somebody that they could start doing right now to really coming back to the core of their purpose and to really listening to the, the soul inside of them. Okay. Good question. Good question. And you're right. We give um, five secrets to um, leading your imagined life. And again, I would say the main secret that I'd ask everyone to start with is assessment, assessment of all of your life roles. We tend to do whatever is in my term is screaming at you or whatever, we hear all the time, but we don't, we may not tend to the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, the relationships. What I ask people to do is take an assessment of all of their life roles, look at their life holistically, and then assess where you are in each one of those roles. Because when one thing is out of whack, it um, you become imbalanced. And when you're imbalanced, you start to worry, you start to doubt, you start to fret. And all of those distractions just drowns out your inner voice. You don't have time to be at calm and a peacefulness with inside of you so that you can get to a place to hear your inner voice. So as you make those assessments, then we make adjustments to um, bring those areas that aren't 
functioning at functioning as proficiently as others, we bring those in alignment. And when we get all of our areas in alignment, then we can relax. We can get to a place. We can have time. We will make time to hear our inner voice. I like that. That's it's good that, stuff. Yeah. yeah. It sounds simple, but the thing that's more difficult about that is that it is not something that we're not we normally do and then it is not something that we want to take time to do we prefer to come in and do all of the things that um that we know we need to do or things that are just looking at us or, or the paperwork or the phone calls do all of those things that we see visually that we need to take care of so the, those other things for for our internal peace they don't we don't see them so they kind of get out of out of balance the book is called lead the life you imagined by having the courage to listen to your heart by dr bertha w mccants thanks so much for spending some time with us today bertha thank you steve for having me it's been my pleasure sometimes the simplest things that sound the easiest to do really truly can be uh, the things that trip us up that are the hardest things for us to really do in life. Um, and a lot of times that's just because what we do is we get inside our head. We start telling ourselves it has to be harder than this. The struggle has to be real. You know what I mean? Um, and I love how these two books come together. It's always fun for me to see how um, sometimes at the beginning of an episode when I'm sitting down to try to put it together, I'm trying to figure out how it's going to work. And I love how they come together to talk to you about simple things that you can do that make the biggest of differences in your life and how, even though it sounds simple, you do have to do it. And by letting those little things go, it can have the biggest of impacts on you. Um, it really is important for you to really emphasize on the things that sometimes get overlooked because of the simplicity of them and really truly show up. There comes that word again. Show up. Do what you, only you can do. And allow yourself in the place that you're at right now today, not somewhere in the future, not something that's upcoming, but right here, right now today, to show up and live in the world as a thriving entrepreneur. Can you do that? Listen to this commercial and we'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to we help 
youthrive.com. Check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. We appreciate you. We appreciate you so much. I really am glad that you're here with us today and that you've spent your time learning how you can live as a thriving entrepreneur. I know, you know I've, I've got some of our friends that listen. Um, I think of Wendy. Um, Wendy's a dear friend of Kathy's, and well, I hope mine too. And, and I know... Uh, there was a time when Wendy listened every week. And I don't know if life allows her to still listen every week or not. Um, but hey, you know, if you'd let me know that you listen every single week, maybe you'll get a shout out too. Um, and Wendy, if you are listening, thanks. I really appreciate it. I've heard her tell me in person, you know, because, uh, you know, she's somebody that we hang out, well, did before we moved, hang out with. And um, I love the fact that she has a career. She has a job that she works that she goes to every day and yet she's learned that that's her point that's her purpose in life that the things that she does there are just as uniquely brilliant and just as special um wendy happens to be amazing medical uh, billing coder just some of the stories she tells is amazing and and it'd be fun to actually have her on the show and talk to you about some of the crazier kind of things Um, But she's learned the secret of listening to the messages that come from these best-selling authors, from these entrepreneurial uh, guests that I have that have made their mark in the world, um, that are sharing with you little secrets about how you can thrive. Because in the end, that's really what we all really want to do. And honestly, that's what we need to do. We need to show up so that we can be the best version of ourselves. We can make our world a better place because we, we took it on on purpose to want to thrive, to want to be amazing, because you are. And I think often we each of us have a point in our life where we don't really have somebody who's telling us you're awesome, you're amazing, you're great, you're beautiful. Um, you know, some of us are blessed to have an amazing spouse. You know I love my wife, Kathy, and she's so great to have in my life. But I remember a time when I was a single parent. I had five kids, I was raising them all by myself. And for a few years there especially, there was very little outside input that was telling me, you know, good things about me. Um, you know, there's just situations in life where sometimes you're more alone than others. And I hope that we can step in in those times in your life and be able to let you know you are freaking amazing. And all you have to do is just be you. There's no more pressure on you than that. Just be the best version of you. And so whatever happened yesterday, whatever's happened today, it's good enough. You're worth it. You're worthwhile. You did your best. And as long as we show up every day, we allow whatever happened yesterday to be a canceled check and to move forward into today with everything that we have available today. You know, some days 
our energy level is lower. We're sick. We um, are overbooked at work. Whatever that might be, we can still show up. We can show up powerfully and be the best version of ourselves in that situation. And that allows us, wherever we're planted, to grow. You know, there's an old phrase that says, when you're green, you're growing. And that when you become ripe, it's the first stage actually of rotting. I hope every single one of you are green, flourishing, and growing right now. That by doing that, you show up and you live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Because you have a message. You have a purpose. You are unique there. I mean, I could go on and on the whole entire show just talking about all of those kind of things. It all boils down to one thing. You do something easily today. In fact, you probably do it so well that you've discounted it. If somebody were to say, you know, you do a really great job with that, uh, you know, doing the dishes. Um, you know, it's not something that's my forte, but I know people that do a really great job doing that. Or, you know, that pie was amazing. Or, um, you sure are a good parent. Um, or, you know, every time we get a report here at the office, I love getting your reports because they're so... Um, intellectually prowessed, but also easy to you know, to digest. Um, you know, whatever it might be that is your unique brilliance that you've discounted because you then tell yourself, eh, it's no big deal, everybody can do that. You need to give yourself credit for that. And then you need to also understand something else. That special uniqueness in you Somebody else needs to know how. They're looking for an answer. That horrible thing you went through last week, last month, last year, a decade ago, that you've learned from, that you've grown from. I'm not talking about today's problem that you're still trying to figure your way through it. I'm talking about the things that you've already come through. That valley that you've gone through and you're now back up on the other side of that particular issue. And you know what it takes to go through that issue and come back out the other side. There is somebody out there who doesn't know that yet. And no matter what level we're at at life, there's always somebody that's that two steps, five steps, ten steps, twenty steps behind us. Looking for reaching up for a hand to help them make the next step up on the mountain on their climb. And that's where we come in. We reach down to the people below us. We should also be reaching up. You know, there are always people ahead of us, and hopefully we're learning from them as we go as well. And if is, each of us reaches forward and also reaches back, it makes us the best version of ourselves. One of the primary ways that you can do that, of course, is by sharing your story. By simply saying, this is who I am today, but it hasn't always been that way. But this is what I learned. And now I'd like to share with you a little bit about why that's important and how it can help you too. For the people who need that answer, they are so, so desperate and so in need of it. And they're so grateful when you give it to them. When you share with them 
that little secret sauce that you've learned through that thing you went through to help them be able to make it the next step. There's some easy ways that you can do that. Of course, you can join Kathy and I at bestsellersguild.com. It's a free group. It's a family. There's a whole bunch of people there and a whole bunch of resources to help you begin to learn how to shape as well as share your story. And then when you're ready, Kathy and I would be honored. We feel blessed for the people that we've helped so far. And we would be honored to be part of sharing your story, what you've learned in life, the journey that you've come through with the world. We have options all the way from doing it completely yourself to um, having some classroom training helping you learn how to do it to, of course, having it done pretty much all done for you. Um, and you just really need to identify both what kind of a learner are you as well as what level of help do you need? What level of help is best for you where you are right now today? And that all starts, like I said, for free. You join us at bestsellersguild.com and we'll welcome you in with open arms. Be glad that you're here with us as part of our family as we help share your message with the world. And as long as you're sharing it, why not make it a bestseller? Doesn't that sound good? Can you imagine? I love it. Uh, you know, our friend Carl Michelle, his book, 365 Hip Hop, um, you know, he just was sharing another post just again yesterday. Um, and, and I'm sure if you're listening to this five years from now, it still would be the same of another artist that was featured in his book that, um, that, you know, he was able to share with. And this one actually said to him, he's like, uh, you know, hey, you're that guy that wrote that book. I'm waiting for my copy. <laughs> you know, that's when you know you've made some uh, some impact with your book. And I really want for you to be able to share that so that you too can do like Carl does and introduce yourself. I'm no longer Carl Michelle. I'm international best-selling author, Carl Michelle. I want that for you. I want you to be able to say, yeah, I'm a best-selling author. For your great-great-grandchildren to be, did you know that Grandma was a best-selling author? That's exciting, isn't it? And your story is amazing, unique, and needed. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. Please know that Kathy and I are here to help you on every step of your journey to live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. 
Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.